This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If someone said to you, I want you to throw the party of a lifetime, and here's $250,000 to spend, what would you do next? Personally, I wouldn't know where to start, but I know someone who does. You're looking for beautiful bars. You're looking for Instagrammable moments. For people like me and the other 13 million party hosts that are planning large-scale events, we love this stuff. Julie Roth-Novak is about as passionate about her industry as a founder can get. So I'm curious to see if that energy and expertise will convince the investors to get on board. She's here seeking $3 million for her startup, Party Slate. I'm Josh Muccio, and from Gimlet Media, this is The Pitch. Our investors today? Jillian Manis. Jillian is a partner at Structure Capital, where they've invested $98 million so far in high-profile startups like Uber. Charles Hudson. Charles is with Precursor Ventures, where he's invested $20 million in over 100 startups to date. Nicole Verkent. Nicole is a founder CEO whose previous companies did over 60 million in annual sales. Now, she's also an angel investor. Michael Hyatt. Michael built and sold two software companies for over $500 million. And now, he invests for himself. Phil Nadell. As a serial entrepreneur, Phil built companies that sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, he manages one of the largest syndicates on AngelList. All right, on with the pitch. I'm excited to be here. My name is Julie Roth Novak. I'm the CEO and co founder of Party Slate. And after planning events uh, through my digital agency career over the last 20 years, I have found that planning events are stressful, they are challenging, there's a lot of different players, it's inefficient. And so I saw pain points on the consumer side, the party host that has money. I saw pain points on the event professional side, the hotels, the caterers, the venues, everyone it takes to produce a large-scale event. And when she dug deeper, she realized that all these event professionals were struggling with the same thing. Their websites, they sucked. And about eight years ago, I used a website called House, H-O-U-Z-Z. Huge, huge website. I immediately got the concept that they're leveraging these photos to build the brands of these professionals. And that's what I needed in the events world. So I came to- Julie's inspiration for Party Slate came from another startup, House. House calls itself a platform for home remodeling and design, where home professionals, everyone from the contractor to the decorator to the landscaper, builds these photo-rich profiles on House to showcase their work to an audience that is already thinking about home improvement. And Julie wants to build the same tool for event professionals, like caterers, videographers, valets, you name it. Anyone who wants a piece of the large-scale events market. So if I'm planning a big party, I go to your site and I look for vendors. 
first of all, you're looking for ideas. So let's say I'm planning a big party, all white parties, okay. um, you know, themes. pink, pink so bar mitzvahs, themes. themes um, you're looking for beautiful bars. You're looking for Instagrammable moments. If it's a corporate party, staging and signage. For people like me and the other 13 million party hosts that are planning large-scale events, we love this stuff. We have an insatiable appetite. We want to raise the bar. Okay. And so this is about raising a bar for these events and connecting them to the best local event professionals and venues. We don't want to be a beautiful Yelp. We want to be more like a house. So you've launched this whole thing. We've launched two years ago. We have 300,000 photos uploaded to the site to date. We have 4,000 event professionals sharing their photos. And we have 150 paying customers. So we were pleasantly surprised that the hotels like it for more than just leads. They love it because they can show how they can transform the ballroom. It can be rustic chic. It can be an all-white bar mitzvah. It can be blah, blah, blah. They want to show someone that doesn't have an imagination. And most, most of us don't when you see, to be honest, some of the ballrooms are pretty ugly. When you see an ugly ballroom, like you can't imagine what it's going to look like. And so on Party Slate, we give them that vision. The key to that vision is the photos. That's why Julie keeps talking about how many professional photos are on Party Slate. And she says that these photos are like marketing gold for the event pros and for her. Um, how we make money for an elevated presence on the site, I forgot that point. Um, they pay anywhere from two to $5,000 to be boosted on the site. So per a similar, month or per year? Per year. So about $275 to $575. Um, caterers, venues... Um, event planners, decor so, sorry, companies. Sorry, it's a SaaS platform. It's not a marketplace it's a, where... So it's not transactional. So let's say you're planning a big event. It's unlikely that the main event planner who is planning that event would go online, see great venues, and then click buy. It's just you're going to visit the venue. You're going to meet with an event planner. It's It goes offline very quickly. But so you're, just, you're doing lead generation, lead generation, but you're not charging per lead. You're charging... Exactly. Julie's business model is simple. The event pros and venues pay to be featured higher up on Party Slate. You know how on Yelp, the first couple of results you see say ad next to them. And if you're interested, you'll click or call to learn more. But it's not a marketplace where you just click to buy. I get it. It's really smart. You're just ripping off a business model that's been a ne another niche platform. That's smart. What's the revenues now with all this traction? So you have? we started selling five months ago. We have two salespeople. We have three hundred and forty thousand dollars sold in the first five months of our monetization. Let's walk through the numbers. You said three hundred and forty thousand sold. Sold. So we have our, so, our MRR is forty thousand okay. right now, and are forecasted to be a hundred thousand by the end of the year. MRR, by the way, that's monthly recurring revenue. What I'm really excited about is we're starting to do group sales, what I would lightly call enterprise sales. So a large hotel chain in L.A., um, basically for 40 hotels, is paying us $24,000. Wolfgang Puck Catering Group bought nine, um, nine um, memberships for all of their catering groups, not even their restaurants or private spaces, but for catering. And they get boosted in our Find a Pro, Find a Venue. So, so you have 340k in revenue yes. from the year so far this year or last year? That's all in. So it's 5 so months. The, yeah. Within the, 5 months cuz we just launched our sales team in December. If you were to fast forward to the time when the business is doing 50-75 million dollars in yes. revenue, what does the mix look like? Of events or pros? Oh no, just the revenue mix. The revenue like mix. where the money comes from. 
I believe, you know, 25, 30% is going to come from large-scale hotels. So we have people like from the big, you know, Four Seasons and the Ritz and the Peninsula and Hilton and others. Um, The rest, I think, will be a mix of the caterers, decor companies, photographers and planners. And it's going after these larger-scale events. Julie, who are your competitors? So The Knot and Wedding Wire are very mass market and they're great sites, but they say eight out of 10 brides come to The Knot and some of them have small budgets. Some of them are doing things that you do it yourself. And what we're doing is going after people with larger scale budgets across all party types. Well, and you're going after the event professional, whereas yes. the knot's more going after the person getting yeah. married, are they not? And we, we're going after, we have two sides of our market too. So we have the event professionals, mm-hmm. but then we have more than just the bride and grooms. We have the mitzvah mom, the gala host, the corporate planner, anyone that has dollars to spend on an event. How is this different from Pinterest? Because everyone I know yeah. who goes to events, they just use Pinterest and they can collaborate on boards and yeah. so you pin- can click through and buy the product from the actual website. Yeah. So for do-it-yourself, Pinterest is a very good solution. Okay. We're about professionally planned parties that have more than three event professionals. They oftentimes have a professional photographer at the event. Pinterest, I use it for my kids, you know, rainbow sleep under. I love using Pinterest for that. That's great. But when you're planning a large-scale event with over 100 people, the stakes are high and you're looking for professionals and great ideas. That's where Party Slate comes into being. Julie knows exactly what she's going for with Party Slate. Now it's time to see if the price is right. And how much are you raising at what valuation? So we raised a $1 million friends and family round about three years ago. Then we raised a pre-seed round of $1.9 million at a 5-5 pre, a 7-4 post. Now we're raising a $3 million seed round at a $10 million valuation. It feels like a pretty high valuation to me for 300K. Sounds like you're eating a lot of money too. You've got, you've eaten a lot of money. How much have you spent? We've raised $3 million. Well, no, you've you've raised, okay, and it's almost all gone. Yes. What did it go to? So the first year was building out the core development team and the platform and launching our Chicago city. Mm. And as you know, with marketplaces, it's a grind. It takes a little bit of time to build up both right. sides. What's your current burn rate month? Our current burn rate is about 100,000. Mm-hmm. And we have 15 people. Okay. That's a That's lot. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. That's a lot. Like a so lot we have a lot of, you know, we have a one customer success. We have an editor. We have a marketing person. Why do you have the developers? editor? Because it seems like right. that would be something that I would add on later. It's right? actually I would driving really a lot focus. of our traffic. So the content. It's an so inbound write, marketing person. It's, 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 it's a chicken and egg, egg issue. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to be honest. I have to, I'm going to pass just okay. because the B2C space is a bit murky for me. And it okay. just feels like there's so many different types of competitors in this space. Yes. So, And plus, it's a pretty big valuation, a lot yep. of cash. So okay. um, I'm just going to pass just to put that out there. But okay. I think you have a lot of energy. Nicole bows out early but there are still four investors left. When we come back, it looks like Julie still has some convincing to do. You know, I really want I want to do this, I like this, but um, here's what troubles me. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and one thread that connects them all They're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, 
and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life, and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. Nicole had just passed on Party Slate mid-pitch, but Julie gets right back to work on the four investors remaining. We feel like we're on to something big, and I'll be honest, I am less concerned about valuation and where we're going than getting the right people in the room. I want this to be a house-scaled business um, globally. I don't think there's any reason why we won't be. Um, We just need the right partner. And how are you acquiring consumers? Not the venues, but the consumers. The consumers are acquiring three main ways. Search engine optimization. So with our 300,000 photos, we are a content marketing machine. So the knot that's been around for 20 years has about 200,000 photos. In our first two years, we've had 300,000 photos. And then publicity. So we do these launch events with the celebrity planners, and they're so doing tons of social media. And then finally, we're doing a lot of email marketing. Um, and email marketing is getting people in, bringing people back. And so it, it's not a stretch for so us to So when you do the with. email marketing, yeah. for example, what's your customer? acquisition cost? It's about, um, to get an email address, it's about $1.50, but we're getting clicks through Facebook and others when we do paid marketing at about five cents. So it's a very low cost of acquisition. How much uh, runway will this round give This runway, this will give us 18 to 24 months. And by the end of that, we want to be at $4 million um, in revenue, and we want to be in 20 cities. So you're at 300 now, so you're going to go to four... Million yeah. revenue in two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be out. Uh, I I have a hard time getting my head around uh, the model. Okay. I I think that you're building a marketplace, and I think this is going to drink a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to continue to drink a lot of money. And I think that you're going to need a lot more money than even what you're raising to get this thing to scale. So to get your revenues up to 10, 20, 30 million, you're going to need like maybe multiple of that. So for me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So I'm going to be out. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Chicago was your first city? Chicago was our first, then LA, Dallas, and New York. When did you launch Chicago? We launched Chicago two years ago. And how much revenue are you generating from Chicago right now? So we started selling in December and we have about 80 or so clients paying in Chicago. How much revenue? So it's about 70, no, sorry, that's talking about MRR. It's about- Tell me MRR. The MRR is about 20000 From Chicago. Yeah, it's mainly Chicago because we started selling there. Right, so, so about we, half your revenue. Yeah. You know, I really want I want to do this. I like this. But um, here's what troubles me. What I'm worried about is you've been monetizing in Chicago for like six months now. Yeah. 
That was your first, you know, city yeah. where you want to make it work. And your MRR from Chicago is only $20,000. Yeah, but it, uh, we have a five-month on-ramp for salespeople. It really wasn't until December that we turned on our packages and everything on the platform could actually enable the things we were selling. But still, December, that's, yeah. you know, six months. Yeah. And you're 20000 MRR. Well, tw- just in Chicago. But then right, we also, right. yeah. So I'm, t- I'm yeah. trying to look at, you know, what Once I'm trying it. to understand what the big picture, the scope uh, yeah. is. How big can this get? And I'm worried that in your first city, which is a major city, yeah. where you're based, yes. six months in, you're only at 20,000 MRR. That doesn't seem, right. that's not knocking my socks off. Well, we are forecast, and for the U.S. alone, we've mapped out a $200 million marketplace. Obviously, everything needs to go right, and it takes some time to get to those cities, but we believe there's that much marketplace. Our addressable market is about $12 billion, so the amount spent on marketing and sales mm-hmm. from the industry. So we think that the market is huge. We just got to do a lot more on the consumer side, which we know we need to do. If you're only doing 20000 back to Phil's point, yeah. um, that's, that, that is worrisome. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out all the other reasons yeah. that you're not able to sell, especially in your hometown. Right. You know, yes. the numbers to me at a $10 million pre should be a little bit more impressive. Yeah. yeah. I'm also... To, so that's, that's my concern. So for... I'm like 95% out now. I'm out. Okay. But, but you know, the, the, the other part of it is the, the burn is pretty high. Yeah. And high. so you're going to go through that money pretty quickly. So what you're hearing from investors is that your sales need to grow into your valuation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we see this a lot in the show where people come in here and raise successively because they got a pressure system as they take on VCs to yes. keep raising it. And that yes. looks good. But then it gets to a point where you hit this, this, yeah. this ceiling because yeah. people like, but your revenue hasn't caught up to it. And the yeah. story's great and you're yeah. great, but you're, you're in this kind of in-between. Charles, where yeah, are you at? So I'm a narrow pass now with a caveat. I, I think the two things that concern me, like Michael... I would, the bur- I'd like to better understand the 100K burn in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. We invest all over the country, and typically I see a slightly lower burn, even just adjusted for headcount in non Bay Area, non coastal yeah. cities. Yeah. I just agree. Passing and no then, judgment as to whether it's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd like to understand that. And second, the path for most of the marketplace investments I make, the path to getting big is really simple. Yeah. Like I can see it. I'm like, okay, we do this one thing. Yeah. We're just going to do it a thousand times yes. more often than we do it today. Yes. And it tends to be doing the same thing to a greater degree. And I feel like I have a, f- I don't yet in my mind have a clear notion for how, how all the pieces of your business model fit together. Okay. So I'd be open to spending more time with you. I mean, for me, you you check one of the big boxes, which is you're definitely a subject matter expert yes. in this category. Yeah. And yes. I don't think- I that- love this space so much. Yeah, and I tell. love this we industry. And we love that. And I, that comes through. I yes. love design. And I love I, I love the um, the diversity of this industry. It's a lot of women-owned businesses mm, yes. and entrepreneurs. Yes. And it's very, very diverse. And um, we feel like we're helping this industry become better digital marketers. Mm-hmm. And I love supporting this industry. So it's Jillian. great. Jillian? Um, I think there potentially is a conflict. I think there is with PeerSpace. Yes. That's one of my problems. PeerSpace is a marketplace for booking space for meetings, parties, etc. And Jillian's already invested there. But I think for the same reason, valuation is too you. high, <laughs> um, the burn is too high, mm-hmm. and the revenues are really, really um, 
they're too low. High, okay. high, low. Okay. Well, I can I can show you the growth on like, literally yeah, no, five I months. That. It's very, very fast. But I always fast. worry when someone says, we're forecasting this big growth, yeah. and yet we're here right yeah. now. And I worry that, I think you're super smart. And yeah. so you're, I'm not, I, I'm just concerned. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate your time. Thank you. Julie leaves the room without any investment, but the investors are still caught up in Julie's energetic pitch. Oh my goodness! I thought wow. that was the whatever it is. The, the the this is like round number three. There's a lot of money, and I think you could make probably make the argument that yeah, marketplaces take a lot of money. But I think it actually takes more money than, than she's, she's raising. Expecting. I think she was a valley company, and Charles, correct me if I'm wrong. You'd be twenty, thirty, forty million in, and you'd be pumping way more cash in and trying to get this thing much, much bigger and faster. It takes a long time to get these things going, but I think. I just feel like there were too many moving pieces. I think more, more complicated. Do you more feel difficult. that after two years, she hasn't quite figured out the business? I don't think it's that. I think they just don't have enough sales traction. That because, mean, because the model isn't the quite model. because well, the model just, isn't quite correct. Yeah. Well, like, well, it seems like she's saying no one buys on the is, spot, so it can't be transactional. It's, it's not like not picking me up in an Uber. It's like, right. it's so it's hard to. Prove it's like I'm the doing value. research. I'm looking at photos, but that's what Pinterest is. Yes, yeah. I have three hundred thousand photos, and then, and so I kept waiting. It's just hard for them to prove the value to. I think to the. Yes. To their pros on the platform. But she's a thought leader in event planners. Like they have these event pro meetings where it's like meetings for just event, like, you know. And they they follow the thought leaders like her. I'd love to invest in her. I really like Julie. This is a perfect situation where you have the product that you're not quite sure of. But she's the real deal. This is not for me, but uh, she's great. Great. Let's go party all the time. A couple months after her pitch, I called Julie up, hoping to hear her side of the story. So, um, you didn't get investment on the show. I did not. Why do you think that was? I will just say, when things don't go my way, I always, as a leader, like to look at myself first. And that conversation did not go my way. And I think there's two or three things I could have done differently. One, it's incredibly important to show the product because it's a highly visual site. And the second thing I would say is um, marketplaces like we are building, similar to House, um, it takes some time. And there's people that feel, you know, hey, you should be further along. And there's people that are blown away by how much progress we've made in the last two years. But I think I should have brought the laptop over and shown the site and actually walked through the mechanics of how our marketplace works. So that's my bad. I think I had an off day. <laughs> you know, you did you did bring a lot of energy to the room. And the investors were really <laughs> I had so much fun. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I I could tell. I think the investors could tell. And they were really digging you. So I don't know if it was an off day. I mean, it didn't come across as an off day. Well, I didn't get a deal, so it was an off day. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true. Um, You know, I'm not sure the investors ever quite understood your product. They kept comparing you to Pinterest as if that was your competition, which to (laughs) to me showed how much they didn't get it at all. And 
Yes. Like, do you think they ever really understood your business? So I think what they don't get is photos for event professionals are marketing gold. Um, I know I've had many talks with Brad Feld, who's a you know one of the leading VCs in the country, and he said to me over and over, Pinterest is not your competitor. And we agree 100%. We are a portfolio sharing tool that creates amazing content and helps turn this marketing gold, this photo portfolio that exists in Dropbox all over the world into a huge, huge marketing machine. And so I just don't think I described it correctly. It's a kind of a concept that when you see it, you get it. And um, no, I don't think they got that part of our business. So since the pitch, how have you been able to close any more deals? How's the round going? The good news is, you know, I was early, early on in my fundraising process a few months ago when I was there. Um, and since that time, I'm excited to share that we've raised $2.5 million of our $3 million round. And the great news is two weeks ago, uh, Revolution Ventures, um, their Rise of the Rest Fund just joined the round. So yeah, Steve Case. Yeah, Steve Case. I'm dating myself here, but one of the original reasons I got into digital and this whole crazy um, online space was when I used America Online <laughs> so many years ago. And I'm like, this is going to be big. You know, I worked at a bank at the time. I'm like, this right. is going to be Which huge. Steve Case started AOL. Yes. So to have full circle, you know, Steve Case's fund, Invest in Party Slate, is, is really um, incredible. Congrats, Julie. Looks like all your planning paid off. Our show is produced by me, Josh Muccio, Kareem Maddox, and Molly Donahue. We are edited by Blythe Terrell, with editing help this week from Caitlin Kenny and Emmanuel Barry. Remixed by Enoch Kim, original music composed by The Musemaker. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Lisa Muccio planned the recording of this pitch, and we discovered Party Slate because of an introduction from Margot Schmorak, who some of you will remember from episode 36, when two startups love each other very much. If you're an entrepreneur and you're about to start asking investors for money, go to thepitch.show slash apply to apply to pitch the investors on our show. Our next taping will be this November in Brooklyn, New York. You can find us on Twitter at The Pitch Show, where you can let us know what you think of today's episode or send a quick note to our inbox, thepitch at gimletmedia.com. And a quick disclaimer, no offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. All right, you've been listening to The Pitch from Gimlet Media. We'll be back with a brand new episode next Wednesday. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.